With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Everybody and welcome to the Lion of Vienna Suite podcast, episode seventy-seven. Take deep breaths. This is the calm before the storm. There's one more game on Sunday. One more game for the season. Bolton Wanderers need to not lose it to go to get promoted to the championship, which, as it transpires, very well may be required for Bolton Wanderers to not be fucked utterly and completely in the financial sense of the word. Joining me today is two Toms. First of all, it's celebrity writer Tom, who you will very much read in Sunday's programme after he wrote a, a tear-jerking piece, Tom, it must be said. It's Tom down the money road. Thomas, Hello. who are you? Ah, that's how I can distinguish you. You're Thomas, over Thomas Tom. I was, I was very formal. Go on, I'll be Thomas for the evening. Go on. Thomas, how are you? I'm a nervous wreck, Dan, how are you? I'm jittery. I'm, I feel <laughs> sick in the stomach, I've got butterflies, but I'm also excited and I'm nervous and I'm kind of apprehensive and cautious, but also yeah. giddy. I mean, this could be... And as I've always pointed to on this podcast several times, Bolton Wanderers are bottlers. It's in our blood. And even though you're doing your best in your podcast to kind of distinguish it, I just can't help but look at to the odds of history and be scared. But also joining me is Tom Malloy, who will be known for this as just plainly. Tom, Tom, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, very nervous. Um, not only for the game, but for uh, how very drunk I'm going to be on Sunday, whether we win, draw or lose. Yeah, so, I think um, there might be cause for drinking of a different kind if we somehow fail yeah. to go. I mean... It's a weird one. We talked last week before the Port Vale game with Mark Isles. It was me, Chris, Will and Mark. You know, we discussed if we were still going to do it. Everyone, well, half the podcast was very confident. The other half were more apprehensive. We went to Port Vale and we won 2-0. It was a 72nd minute goal, I believe, from David Wheater that put us 1-0 up. Play was then delayed by 10 minutes as Bolton fans got onto the pitch in celebration and then Port Vale's end. Port Vale fans entered and a fight ensued. No doubt the Port Vale fans kind of looking for a scrap. The you know, play was delayed for 10 minutes. I would, if I was there, I'd have been a nervous fucking wreck going into 10 minutes of any time. But thankfully, Gary Medine scored in the 90th minute in his return, no less, after all the uh, conversation about if he'll if he'll turn up or not. He did turn up. He scored. And sorry if you can hear John Cena music in the background. I mean, that's <coughs> probably for the wrong podcast, that. But it was a... Uh, it was a, it was a good day, wasn't it, Thomas? It was. It was. Um, it just. It just had a good atmosphere about it. I mean, the, it. There was the nerves, just like there is this week. But you know, the. 
don't know if the weather has something to do with it, but it seemed like every man and his dog was going to uh, to Portwell, apart from me. But they were they were confident. The fans before the game, the team played well. They didn't lose sight of getting that goal as the as the minutes ticked on. And at one point, you know, I was pacing up and down my living room, listening to the Fleetwood result coming in and thinking, "That's it, we're, we're going up." And then it's not turned out the way we wanted. But to be honest, that was until this week, the most nerve-wracking game of the season. And we did our job, did what we had to do. So that, that filled me with confidence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tom, how did you feel after the match and journey? Cause that journey, I was trying to kind of ignore it as much as I could. And I was out, I was uh, I was at the pub having a meal with a pal. And then yeah. I was driving round and we had to stop while she went into a house to get something. And I was also on my phone yeah. the car and we scored and I was going mad driving down the street and it was, I, I thankfully, you know, it went all right but I was a nervous wreck during the entirety of the Yeah. Game. I couldn't ignore it because I was on the second draw. I only decided to go to it. Um, I literally decided to go at 12 in the afternoon the day before um, because I seen a tweet from the ticket office saying tickets on sale till 2pm today and I just thought, you know what, we might get promoted today. This is like... History in it, so I thought, right, it's only like 20 quid. Um, let, let's get down. I would drive, he's in. You know what? It was it was a proper nervy game as well. Like, um, we just didn't see, we didn't like in the first half, we just didn't seem up to it. And then the second half, they rattled the post. Um, we were all at sea, and then, um, obviously, David Wheater popped up, didn't he? And, um, of course he did. the place went absolutely nuts and um, you know because at that time we knew Fleetwood were losing as well so I mean Did you even get the if pitch? I didn't know um, I my like I was reluctant to purely because I thought because because I'm a Bolton fan so I'm like an eternal pessimist I, my, no, my thoughts you. were imagine imagine how stupid this will look when we fail to get promoted I'm like, 100% with you I would not have got yeah. on at that time end of the match if we were up yeah, end of the match, the... yeah, if we're not fair enough to it, but like, um, you know, no no one pitch invades during the match, like, you, you, you're putting the game in jeopardy, because um, I genuinely thought, there were, there were a small portion, about five minutes, and I thought the referee was going to abandon the match, um, because no one was getting off the pitch, um, you know, people were chucking like small bombs onto the pitch and flares and everything, and... I was I was I was I was genuinely worried. Like, um, and then it transpired that bloody Gillingham couldn't hold on. They were in the lead twice and uh, couldn't couldn't see him off. Um, so we had we, we obviously have to go to this week. But you know there are a lot of positives from the game. Um, Gary Medine didn't have his best game, to be honest. To be fair to the guy, but what a hero that guy is because he was completely unfit. Um, like. He was in agony through the entire game, um, and like they had Andre BK um, at centre back for them, and he is massive, and he was just clattering into his like shoulder the entire game, and um, you know that that must have been the game plan. They like you know Gary Medine's a bit injured, rough him up a bit, um, but you know he kept soldiering on, and for him to get that goal as well. Um, Fantastic stuff, and it's like I said. I think I said on Twitter, you know, like ages ago, Kevin Davis dislocated his finger and played on, um, and you know that 
every everyone goes on about how he wrote that was, but Gary Medine playing with one arm uh, in such a crucial game, like fair, fair play to and the guy. Remembered for that more than anything else. Yeah. And, be, and it even if he leaves it, even if he leaves at the end of the season, you know, it doesn't matter. No. If if we go up and yeah. anyone who's at that Portville game who saw how injured he was, and he he played the ninety minutes because yeah. I was, I was convinced he was going off at half time because he wasn't really doing anything. He wasn't like he wasn't winning any headers because the defenders were just like roughing him up. Um, and strangely enough, we, we actually seemed to be trying to play nicer football with him on the pitch than when it were weird. Like we, we weren't booting it up as much. And when we were, we were still, it seemed like we were still booting it up to LaFondra. So um, I don't even think it's Parky's fault that we boot up to LaFondra anymore. I think that's genuinely just mm-hmm. Mark Howard's bad at kicking. And, uh, oh, well, yeah. You know, um, but again, uh, obviously I'm a Dean fair player to him. Jem Carrick, Jem Carrichan um, had his full debut and he, he looked very impressive as well so um, yeah no but like I say um, fantastic atmosphere and what a win it was it's just a shame you know it's just a shame the Fleetwood game ended like it did but obviously it's setting up for a, uh, a massive home game on Sunday now mm-hmm. yeah with Medine I think it doesn't matter now what you think of him I still don't think he's very good I mean it's obvious how important he is to this team I just don't think he's a very good player any target man who isn't Jamie Proctor could fill his role but that is, means fuck all because we called for him to play through the pain put the club and his teammates and the fans before his own health before his own potential security and future and he fucking did that and I'll admire that despite what I think of him as a footballer or as a person I admire that and if we do go up he will I imagine <laughs> somehow go down as a hero of Bolton Wanderers Tom yeah Thomas, um, sorry, Thomas. Yeah, oh, sorry. I'm confused. <laughs> You're messing up your own system already. I'll tell you about it. The, the rest of the music that's going on in the background for my dickhead flatmates is putting me off. I won't lie. <laughs> the um, we talked about Port Vale and, and everything he did and everything Carachan did. It's Twelve o'clock Sunday. It's going to mean absolutely nothing. Everything's going to mean nothing. You're talking about such a body's going to be a hero. It's going to be that ninety minutes, and that's you know that's football. Talk about. Dean Oldsworth and when he was a player for us how, how good he was but you ask fans Dean Oldsworth the first thing they think of is the miss at Wembley when he could have sent us through to the cup final it's, it's those things Adam LaFondra scores a goal on Sunday and, and he's the hero and maybe Gary Medine will get forgotten for, for what he went through against Port Vale it's just it's, it's just going to go down to that last game the thing with Medine is we had a discussion Dan with uh, ourselves and Johnny quite a long time ago when we were I think the debate was whether or not we thought he was a decent player and it kind of turned into how important is he and he's, we kind of agreed to disagree on his quality but we all agreed that he's so important to to our style of play. I believe we said on other occasions that if he got injured and we had no one else, we'd be fucked and it yeah. certainly um, Yeah, it's bound to happen, isn't it? It's bound to happen. I mean, there's very few players you get a full season out of. Mm-hmm. So, I think we've maybe... Maybe even the players have bought into that that hype that when Medine plays, we're in with a shot. Um, so let's hope he plays on Sunday. Well, I was just going to ask, does he play Sunday? Well, you, you, yeah, you don't change the team. Try. I think that, I mean, look, the manager will... is he going to be able to play Sunday if he's as injured as it seems. Well, I suppose in in this league he doesn't. He rarely gets a full week off, so we'll see. I think if he's as fit or 
in a better shape than he was against Port Vale, then he probably then he probably will start him. I don't think you'll get any um, Dougie Friedman style surprises where he started Rob Hall against Blackpool. Um, I think Parky will be doing things this week in training exactly the same as they've been all season, and he'll probably, if he can, play the same starting lineup. I hope so, Tom. Do you think Medine? Yeah, I, re- I, re- I really hope so. Um, like we said, uh, like like Tom just said, like um, obviously Dougie Friedman and the infamous Rob Hall um, incident. I've just had nightmares all week that he's going to give Viv Solomon yeah, Ottobor his big his big chance on Sunday. Because <laughs> um, that, that's there's so many parallels between them two. Like you know, at least I, I suppose at least Ottobor has played some minutes, whereas Rob Hall hadn't played a minute of football for us before that. Um, yeah. But no, I don't think he'll do that. I don't think you just wouldn't risk it, would you? No. Um, I mean, you'd, oh, you'd hope not. Um, yeah, it's got to be an unchanged team. Um, whether Prattley's fit or not, I'm not sure. I mean, whether you know whether Prattley makes it into our strongest team is is a completely different discussion altogether. But um, I, I think it would be harsh to drop Carrigan. After the Port Vale game Especially as well, he seems to be bringing um, a bit of energy and fresh legs to the team. Well, yeah, it was it was sort of like because obviously the main reason Prattley's meant to be in there is for energy and like legs, um, but Carrigan had that, but with a bit of quality as well. So for me, it'd be a no-brainer starting him. Um, and yeah, I think unchanged from Port Vale. Um, you know, I, yeah, that I'd, I'd just go unchanged, stick to what we know no messing about and we should be able to see him off I think mm-hmm. well as I said, this is only going to be a short podcast I mean just talking about this match on Sunday it's going to be a, a near sellout crowd I've actually I was looking at the tickets I was trying to get one and I was looking at the I was trying to get the crazy corner at first and pretty much I imagine every stand now on the bottom tier of that stand has sold out I'm going to get the little map up so I can have a look but every block on the bottom tier up until the other Corner was completely sold out. Um, there's red, like on oh, there's red as in no availability on so many places of the stadium. I've opted for the a bit of the away stand in the corner that's been open. I want for there because I'm going to be next to the crazy corner and I'm envisaging that that's going to be the the uh, the start of the pitch invasion. If indeed we do have one and we don't fuck it up completely, I mean it's hard to put into words, Thomas, just how massive this game's going to be it's going to be a a massive sold out yeah the wow I'm looking at it now the whole bottom tier of the um the stand opposite the tunnels is sold out then the three blocks near the um, near the tunnels are sold out and then there's only three blocks in the whole stadium that are green with lots of seats available everywhere else is near enough sold out so it's going to be it's hard to put into words just how big this game is going to be and how important absolutely I mean the the two like the end of season uh, the big end of season games that I can think of to compare was when we played West Ham and when we played Middlesbrough and it was packed out for that and you get those Towards the end of the season, you get those few thousand extra fans. You know those fans that maybe live three, four, five hours away who can't commit to every Saturday, but 
you know, they're, they're making that effort, they're getting out of bed at silly o'clock in the morning to to watch that, that game. I remember the, the atmosphere against West Ham um, was electric, but both sides were so nervous because it was it was a straight shootout. You know, the loser was was basically facing relegation and it was it was so nervous, but the, the fans were brilliant. The atmosphere was electric. It was the same with Middlesbrough. The great thing about that Middlesbrough game is we scored a relatively early goal and that lifts everybody. And if we were to do that on Sunday, get an early goal, knowing that in theory we only need a point, get that early goal, get an early lead, um, and the atmosphere relaxes a bit and, it, and, and the fans can, can really get behind the side. Um, it's, it's brilliant. The, the, the thing with the Macron Stadium, like most modern stadiums, is when it's when it's full, there's a great atmosphere. Yeah, 100%. It's not a ball. It's, uh, it's kind of still designed with the old stadiums in mind where the stand, the, each stand is like, a, you know, it's a square, it's a rectangle shape. The, uh, the stands are quite close to the pitch and it does trap the noise really well. So, yeah, it, it could it, be a great when, when it's half when it's half filled, it, there's this rubbish sort of echo, and it yeah. sounds quite tinny, and and it's very obvious when when it's when it's not well well stocked. But hopefully, with a decent enough away following from Peterborough, and like you said, we're looking at over twenty thousand tickets. I think um, it'd be great if we could be the twelfth man, basically. And I know it's a cliche, but it's got to help when you're a player who's been playing in front of fourteen, fifteen thousand all year. To in the biggest game of the season to have that extra five thousand fans there. And I think um, the worry thing it'll make is like with the Chesterfield game and the Borough game with slightly bigger crowds. When goal isn't happening and it's coming obvious it isn't happening, a home crowd gets nervous. It gets agitated. It starts to boo when long balls are going nowhere. And I imagine an away crowd, especially at Port Vale, up until we scored, was a lot more kind of supportive. It's a yeah. It's a bad possibility that the crowd could kind of get sour if things are now. Hopefully, it won't because a draw would still be enough. But it's a good chance that things could get too nervous, and it could kind of players could pick up on that nervous energy. No, I think I think he'll be all right, especially if we were to to be on the front foot early. Um, and we do start well, don't we? We start games well. We scored a considerable amount of early goals in the first ten fifteen minutes this season. Our home form's good. I think if we if we start well, the fans will get right behind them, and and that extra four or five thousand, I think it could easily work in in our favour. I don't think we need to worry too much about the crowd turning on them. So I hope thoughts? not. Anyway, well, yeah, hopefully. What's your thoughts on that? You know, the the occasion, I guess the the big crowd is going to be pitch invasions, hopefully, and the crowd and everything. Just yeah, such a spectacle for us. I guess. Yeah, no. I'm... It's so I don't think anyone's been this excited for a Bolton game, or the, the, not even excited. Just kind of the the buzz about it, the talk, the conversation since since that Blackpool game all those years ago. Yeah, um, like you say, I can't remember being this sort of nervous for a game. Um, there's so there's so much riding on it, and you know, um, I've I mean we've had sort of ups and downs this season, but for the for the main part, it's been ups. And ups, and um, you know, this is sort of the culmination of the scene. For it to come down to one game, it's it sort of makes me feel a bit sick. Um, and hopefully, everyone gets behind them because, like, like you know, like we've touched on the home, the home atmosphere can be a bit. Every 
everyone just seems to moan all the time at home games I find whereas at away games everyone's cheering the players on um, and I think everyone just needs to get behind the lads um, just stick with them you know if if we if we go a goal down just sing louder you know what I mean um, we really need to rally behind them and um, like Tom's piece you know says it best you know it's we, we, we all just need to stick together now and get over the line and um, then it's party time really unfortunately I'm in the upper tier so I won't be able to uh, oh. yeah uh, ticket moved lad come sit next to me apparently, apparently they don't even let you for this game yeah, they're not letting right, it so spot, to get my mate to do it they're not doing uh, it but straight after the game I will be heading to Bolton and uh, I will be on the booze all day meet you there sunshine night. meet you there yeah. Tom, yeah. Thomas where you sat where you sat on Sunday well, I've been all season um, behind the goal in the north lower. I've been right behind Mark Howard, basically. Um, and I'm in the upper tier because oh. um, there's four of us that have shared three season tickets this season and, and all four of us wanted it. And luckily, one of my mates has decided on Friday he's going to Benidorm, so um, so his, his ticket's available. So I'm sitting with, with uh, a mate uh, in the upper tier so, I don't like the change. Oh my God, Christian Eriksen's just scored a wonderful goal for Spurs. Sorry, that's okay. We like live action. What a brilliant goal! Um, sure to check it out. He just beat the keeper from about nearly thirty yards. What beauty! Nice. Um, yeah, I'm up in the upper tier, so I don't like change. But I'm not using it as a as a, as a bad omen or anything like that. It'll be a shame. But um, yeah, listen, if and when it happens. Get yourselves on the pitch because I can't. So do it for me. I, I'm just hoping that we. I just can see. I can see the stewards being jobs with bell ends and not letting people on. I can see it kind of people going on at first and then it kind of no one committing to it. I'm just hoping the final whistle goes and we all get in. We have a big fucking party with Big Davy Wheaton and his sister. And I tell you what, them lads will be out in Bolton on Sunday if we win, and that'll be. I imagine some stories. <laughs> tell you what, they'd be. They'd be wise. They'd be wise to go out in Bolton because they won't pay for a drink for weeks. Ah, too right, too right. I guess the last question, Tom, and I think we can end the pro- the, the show on this. There's not. We can't talk on and on and on. Just have to get our thoughts out and hope for the best. But are we going to do it? Will Bolton be in the championship come a few days' time? Yes. Um, yes, we will. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, we we have, we have to, don't we? I mean, we 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 deserve to, no matter how much the other teams in this league will tell you we're the worst team they've seen all season. We we're not, are we? I mean, we're, we're second in the league. Um, we have some of the best players in this league. We, we should we should go up, and um, I trust in Phil Parkinson that he knows how to set up a team to get the job done on Sunday. Thomas, yeah. Uh, absolutely, we've we've had enough to derail us this season from the from from the get go. We've had the the squabbles on the sidelines. We've had two of our better players in the first half of the season leaving Amiobi and and Clough. We've had injuries to big players. We've got the financial situation in the background. All of that has not contributed to us failing. Um, and if we can get through that over the course of the season then we can get through this last game. And Bruce Rioch, um did an interview with Mark Isles this week, which was really interesting. Uh, and he was talking about how 
you can't contemplate failure. You can't consider it. You need to think there's a reason why we're here. There's a reason why we're on the verge of promotion. And that is because in this division, we're one of the better teams. We've got good home form. We've got a good squad. The spirit that Park has created, when you consider the spirit that surrounded the club two years ago, maybe, it's totally different. You know, there's, there's a togetherness that hasn't been there since the Allardyce days. Um, and him, the players, every one of them, I back them to, to do the job. Mm-hmm. I think I can't put it better than you, Tom. As I think your article says it all, that not that we do believe, but we just have to believe. And I do, I do. I'm going to get all my pessimism out of me, I believe. And, you know, I'm going to be optimistic. And if that comes back to bite us all in the arse, then so be it. I'm sure Bradford fans will enjoy laughing at us. But for fuck's sake, can we please get out of this league so we don't have to talk to Bradford City fans ever, ever, ever again? Yeah, but it's good, it's, it's good isn't it? You know, the the way the Bradford fans go on, you think of the, the fans, even from Sheffield United, possibly the, uh, the or very likely the only team to finish above us, even Sheffield United fans are looking to our results and wanting us to fail. Mm-hmm. Last season, I was sick to death of other managers and other fans saying what a good club Bolton was and what a good support they had and how they're having it tough at the minute. It became patronising in October and I had to listen to it all the way through the season. It's not just Bradford fans, it's fans from all sorts of clubs who are are, are looking at our results desperate for us to fail. And there's a reason for that, and that's because we're good at what we do. And it's a nice change. It's a return back to the good old days when no one likes us and we don't fucking care. And as you say, Tom, I believe, and I think we all believe in Bolton Wanderers this time, and we can only hope they do it. We'll be back next week. Hopefully we'll be happy. Hopefully we'll be chirpy. Hopefully we'll be doing the podcast, last podcast of the season in complete celebration. We'll get as many people on as possible and we can all have a good old time. Hopefully we will not be saddened as fuck and previewing a playoff semi-final. Because, <laughs> Christ alive, I do not fancy our chances in the playoffs if we lose this now. But anyway, I've been Dan Murphy. You can follow me on Twitter at Mabrowski. You can follow Tom on Twitter at Tom Malloy, and you can follow Thomas on Twitter at DownTheManyRD. You can follow us all on Twitter at LineVNSD. There's some, as you as you know, there's so many great articles at the minute. There's so, uh, there's so many going up about previewing this game, talking about everyone's feelings of the season. Of course, the pinnacle of them all has been Thomas's article, which will be in the programme on Sunday, which is quite amazing to see. I might even buy a copy myself because I mean. What do you mean, you man? I'm, I'm on 10% commission. Listen, I'm skipping. You're three. And it seems, you know, for a site that's only negative and putting everyone down, we sure as hell can be positive sometimes, can't we? So go over to there and get all the writing you can do and hopefully we'll have some nice reaction afterwards. The game is on Sky as well, so if you can't make it, if you can't help film a Macron, I hope you're all watching it on the telly. I hope you're supporting Loud and Cheer for the Whites. I hope you're following with us. And, you know, let's fucking go Bolton. Say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Thomas. See you later. It's goodbye from me. Come on, BWFC. Change it up there.